0: aunts and uncles. Anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don.
1: This is your Estate Planning Essentials podcast and radio program. My name is Don Cropper Jr., the grateful owner of this station, KAAM, and co host of this program, Honorably Seeking to Protect Your Family, Your Assets, and You. I'm sitting with my very honorable co host, my attorney, who should be your attorney, our Dallas Estate Planning Expert, Michael. Cohen, hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How you doing? I'm roasting. It's hot out here. Dog days of summer. (laughs) It is the dog days of summer in Texas, but I think football's in the air. They say, and we're getting ready for a regular season. We're in the preseason now, so that's a good sign that fall and cooler weather is coming, and maybe some other things to look forward to.
2: Well, I hope so. I mean, hope springs eternal. Yes, (laughs)
1: exactly. Before the program, you brought this topic up today. You wanted to talk about a story, a situation that's happening. And I said, oh, yeah, I know that well, because I was in Utah last month with Sarah visiting this area. And I even said to her, I said, do you want to go look at this home, just drive by for the fun of it, just to see what everybody's talking about? Because there's a murder involved here. And it's a fascinating story here in Park City, Utah, and she said, no, not really. <laughs> she didn't want to get involved or see it. And she likes to keep things peaceful and positive. And I said, OK, just making sure. But you wanted to address this, especially because there are serious multilayered estate planning issues that are involved.
2: Yeah, the real estate planning issue is um, the Slayer statute. Hmm. And the laws are different. Most states haven't. But let's talk about this. This, The story you just mentioned has made national Headlines okay. in fact it was like on ABC I think, uh, because of this unusual story uh truth is stranger than fiction, well said, mm. you know, I don't know that Stephen King could have come up with this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just find it fascinating before you get into it, just a preamble and not to spill the beans, but i just I'm amazed when you watch these t v shows like Dateline, and you say with cell phones and video cameras. These people are crazy who think that they can get away with this. How to
2: get away with murder. Right. And murder,
1: she wrote. Right. All these things. I mean, back when Murder, She Wrote came out with Angela DeL- yeah. Delange Ansbury or yeah, something yeah, like that. that. Back then, they didn't have that stuff, I think. Today, although people still get away with those things, it's a lot harder, I would imagine. DNA, forensics. You will—in fact, you'll, you mentioned the cell phone,
2: uh-huh. and I'm going to tell you some of the things okay. on this story Can't in wait. just a second. You
1: know much more than I do, so this will be great.
2: Yeah, so for those who haven't heard, there was a case in Utah where the wife allegedly murdered her husband. Okay. She sued the—after she, profit, she profited from his death— Through his estate? Kind of, okay. We'll kind of to it. Okay. And now she's suing her husband's estate after she allegedly murdered him.
1: Okay, now I remember is that this is the Richens family. i locked lock the name that's in That's right, Richens. that's right, yeah. Okay. So the wife's name is
2: Corey. We'll call her Corey. Corey, okay. And the husband who was murdered, his name was Eric.
1: Eric, Eric Richens and Corey And he
2: Richens. was a well-to-do guy. Okay. He had some sort of like masonry business or Did something he? like that.
1: Are they from Utah? Yeah, okay. he is. Uh, I, I assume that she is too. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: he... What happened? And he had kind of told his family. He said, "I'm really kind of concerned about my wife here a little bit. I've been getting whenever we go on vacation, I get really sick. I'm not right.
1: really sure what's happening." As one meaning, if anything ever happens to me, she did it
2: kind right. of thing. Okay. Right, right, interesting. He, is, he had told his family this before his Gosh, death. Amazing. Okay. And uh, so, uh, what happened here? She's now, and by the way, Corey is now being held in jail without bail. On criminal charges of criminal homicide, aggravated murder, and three counts of possession of a controlled sup- substance, fentanyl. Oh, remember how we talked yeah. last week on the show about drug addictions yeah. and stuff like that. Why would she have
1: fentanyl with her? Do we know that
2: part of the story? Well, yeah, we okay, do. great. I look because, forward to that too. Yeah, because uh, Eric died. Because she had get well, I'm not going to say she did because we haven't it hasn't been convicted allegedly, yet. allegedly. Mm-hmm. But he, she gave him the night before he went to sleep a what's called a Moscow Mule.
1: Okay, is that a By cocktail? Way, yeah, it
2: okay. is. In fact, I'd never heard of it because right. I'm not a drinker. But uh-huh. uh, and when I went to a wedding in Seattle in in, in July, uh, it just so happened that they were serving, they had one of their featured drinks was Moscow mules. And oh, wow. when I saw that, I said, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I'm not going to have one of those. No, it, it sounds scary. <laughs> well, because in that Moscow mule, he had five times the lethal dose of fentanyl gosh. Wow. in the system. That, oh, there was a toxology report. Okay. They did, they did a toxology report after he died, and they found out, that he had five times the legal dose. Okay. Now, rem- you remember you asked, you were so right on point that nowadays we have cell phones. So they looked at her cell phone. And what did it say on the cell phone, some of the searches that they had? Well, one is, what is the lethal dose of fentanyl? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Another one was, can cops force you to take a lie detector test? Another one was, Luxury prisons for the rich in America. Oh, my. Okay. And then another one was death certificate still pending. Will life insurance still pay? And finally, if someone is poisoned, will uh, what. Does goes down on the death certificate. Now, there is one more, how to permanently delete information from an iPhone remotely. Oh, my goodness. Those were the things. So you were right on point when you say nowadays, you say in Angela Lansbury's days, a murder she wrote, that would have been more difficult. Right. But today, they could see what's on your cell phone. Amazing. Or your computer or whatever you might have. Right. And so that could be whatever you
1: say can and will be used against. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes me respect the Perry Masons of the world that much more.
2: Yeah, I mean, so, uh, yeah, it reminds me, I was telling a story uh, years ago, uh, I, I was working late, working for a, before I went off on my own, I was working for a larger firm. And if I ever got home at night, before nine o'clock at night, I thought, oh, that would be great, because I could find a place up and for dinner or whatever. Right. And I came home to my, where I lived, uh, and the door was ajar. And I I called the police. And sure enough, there had been a uh, burglary at my place. And the policeman said, do you have any idea what time the burglary took place? I said, yeah. He said, what? I said, 423. He said, how do you know that? I said, they unplugged the clock. Very good. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. Wow. Well, so so yeah. anyway, <laughs> in those days, yeah. I guess you you actually had you know digital something you know, right. some sort of clocks that they actually yeah. went like the today, right? Where, you know, it just goes off. But anyway, right. Uh, so after her husband died, she did one more thing. In fact, this was on ABC. She published. You know, this, the world says, "Oh, what a terrible thing he died." Mm-hmm. Um, and then she published a children's book on how to deal with grieving of a lost of a low one. Okay. It was called, Are You With Me? In fact, it had a picture, a photo, not a photo, but a drawing of Eric as an angel, mm-hmm. which she promoted on TV. So now she's profiting right. from, after, she, maybe she killed him. I'm not saying that she you're did, right. but I'm. you're hearing some of the incriminating evidence mm-hmm. You make your own judgments whether mm-hmm. you think something happened or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say this, that the judge wouldn't let her off without bail, mm-hmm. uh, even though she had not been convicted mm-hmm. because of things like this, this incriminating evidence.
1: Not to mention, what, life insurance, too, she probably uh, yeah, realized? Yeah, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay, We're going to get to that, too. And the big house that I mentioned at the beginning of the show that yeah, they're building yeah, in yeah. Park City, Utah. Or, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's,
2: <laughs> that's that's part of the story. Interesting. That's part of the story. It's, it's in tr- yeah. you know, truth is Stranger than yeah, fiction. Boy, it really is. So she had this picture, his likeness, in her book, okay. which she sold after perhaps killing him. Okay. So that's profiting from her husband's passing okay. that she may have created. Um, <clears throat> they all The prosecutors have alleged that Corey, without Eric's consent or knowledge, first of all, took money out of his business account. Mm-hmm. She got used personal information. Mm-hmm. She got a loan. She borrowed $250,000 faking his signature. Well, actually, she forged a power of attorney. You know, a power of attorney you could act for somebody else. She forged a power of attorney. And um, they actually determined that. And also, she made herself the, another forgery. She made herself as the beneficiary of his life insurance policy. Wow. So which, result, which is what you were just asking mm-hmm. about. Uh, so, oh, by the way, how did they find out it was a forgery? Well, they, there's people who they look at handwriting and they have evidence and they could tell whether it's a forgery or not. And the professionals said this: these were forgeries. Classic. Okay. Okay. Another part of the incriminating evidence, mm-hmm. um, of course, in our judicial system. You have to prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. And we haven't gotten that far yet. The mm-hmm. trial hadn't happened. Right. But, um, you know, everybody has to make their own choices. And I have no idea what a juror will to say
1: or not. Sure. But there's a lot of incriminating evidence here. If I were an attorney, too, and I'm not, but if I were, I would look back forensically, computer records, anything that would indicate that she wrote the children's book. About how to grieve, uh, how to endure the loss of a loved one prior to his death. Yeah. Because that would be incriminating, too, if she did it before he died. Yeah. And she had it ready to go, in essence. Yeah, she published this book uh, after his death. Right. But well, when did she write it? Is the I question. don't know when she wrote it. Right. I haven't. Uh, Murder, she
2: wrote. I don't know when she wrote.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the detective in me. That's right. When I walk my dog, he always is sniffing around whenever we're walking together, and he's taught me how to be a detective. (laughs) Yeah, well. On his birthdays today, too.
2: (laughs) By the way, after she wrote the book and after all this stuff came out, Amazon withdrew the book uh, from... Oh, that's bu- good. Yeah. Good. Now, what about but, the
1: publishers? Did they trash uh, it too, that's I hope? Saying, the pub- okay. Yeah,
2: she did through some sort of publishing thing through Amazon. Oh, through Amazon. Interesting. Uh-huh. And, and she promoted the book, like I said, mm-hmm. on ABC. So she was trying to make a profit. Uh, you know, there's lots of people that write books about grieving. In this case... Uh, she wrote one.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm exploiting on the sufferings of other people and the needs of other people. And I consider that nothing less than avarice, if not worse. And it's very disappointing.
2: Yeah. She was a real estate broker and she wanted mm. to get deals done. She, he, you know, she wanted to use funds to do the flip properties and things mm. like that. And, mm. um, she would do any, apparently do anything to get things done Goodness, Yeah. So, okay. uh, you know, quite frankly, um, you know not only did she make herself the beneficiary of the mm-hmm. life insurance policy without his knowledge or consent, mm-hmm. not, forged his name, made loans, took money out of the accounts. I mean that all goes into the evidence as to whether you think that somebody was guilty or not, used his credit cards mm-hmm. uh, with without his knowledge and consent. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of stuff that she were, happened now before they got married, apparently he was well-to-do. Uh, he had a prenuptial agreement with her, hmm. and you know, you mentioned oh. earlier that you wanted to see the home. Well, part of that prenuptial agreement was upon his death, you know, assuming that they're still married at the time of death, she gets the home and the business, and the business was very successful. Okay. We're talking multi millions here.
1: Mm-hmm. So, but that's before they got married.
2: Yeah, that was that was pre before okay. marriage,
1: but. Couldn't that change?
2: It could change, but uh-huh. it has to be—it's supposed to be an agreement between the two
1: of them. Okay. I understand. Yeah, she wouldn't gonna agree with that. I wonder—you bring up a really good question, though. Can a prenuptial supersede a later document? Well, no. The later document, if it's a
2: later agreement, uh-huh. then you can—it's whatever the parties agree to later. Okay, so
1: what's most current?
2: But is it a contract now— that uh, if if he dies, All then right. she gets the house and the uh,
1: business. Mm-hmm. Right. If she ends up being the murderer, we, that's right. Okay. That's the question. Right.
2: And so that's going to be going to be part of the what goes on in court because that's what it says. And her attorneys are suing because what did he do? He knew something was rotten in Denmark. Right. And he said, you know what, I don't really feel so comfortable with her. I've been getting sick on these vacations. Things haven't been exactly the best of marriages to begin with. And so I, what I'm going to do without her knowledge or consent is I'm going to put these assets in a trust, in violation of the, perhaps in violation of the prenuptial agreement. Right. So he took the house and business where it did not go to her and put it in a trust.
1: And the attorneys for her are saying you can't do that? That's right. Okay, You
2: did that without our knowledge and consent. We had an agreement.
1: Okay. Interesting.
2: We had an agreement. So now she is suing. So now she may have murdered him. Uh, you make your own choices that mm-hmm. so what you think is right. Mm-hmm. She wrote a book about him right. to try to profit uh, with a picture of him using his right. likeness and saying, okay, I'll sell a book. And... Now she has sued the estate. So she says, okay, I'll murder my, let's say, I'll murder my, I'll murder, uh, if I murder him, here's, here's what do you do? I'll look at all of the searches online as what happens and how do I plan for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll profit from his estate, and now I'm suing his estate because he violated the prenuptial agreement. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Well Now, the family... So he named, uh, Eric named his sister as the executor of his will and trustee of the trust. Now, as the executor of his estate, they have a duty to collect all assets of the estate besides paying bills and distributing according to the terms of the will or the trust. So, what has she done? Well, if things have been taken out this loan by forgery... Or if she's taken money from credit cards or the business, the estate is suing her to collect for what she has taken. Got it. It's an obligation due to the estate. Gosh. So now there's a lawsuit by her Mm -hmm. suing the estate for violation of the prenuptial agreement, Mm -hmm. and the estate is countersuing. This countersuit was done at the end of June of 2020, just a couple, you know. Over a month ago or so, uh, uh, June twenty eighth, I think it was that they
1: countersued. Okay,
2: and so this is this is an ongoing case. This has not
1: been resolved while she's in jail. While she and we'll is in jail, probably get convicted because of the evidence that you and I have seen. And we're not attorney. Well, I'm not an attorney. You are, but still, what do we know? And. I don't know how she's going to spend any of that money in prison, but well, she's got free room and board. Yeah, she does free room and board, and maybe she'll get off. Yeah, she may look good in orange if it was in Texas. Exactly. <laughs> on a technicality, on the evidence, reasonable doubt, as you mentioned. Who knows why? She maybe she'll be declared innocent. You
2: never know what a jury. You no. remember we had the uh, affluenza case. I mean, who yep. who would think that that guy would get off with exactly? You know, whatever. Right. Uh, so. Uh, you know, truth is stranger than fiction sometimes. Right. You never know what a jury's going to do, especially mm-hmm. uh there might be some experience in life where they think that, whatever. That's, but that's our system.
1: And this is Corey Richens, is the name in uh, Park City, Utah. Um, this is where this allegedly happened or, or in that area. Uh, and you know, this almost sociopathic lifestyle where you just think you can outsmart everybody, it's not really a smart way to go these days. Like we talk about Perry Mason and Angela Lansbury and what they didn't have back then, but boy, what they have today. I would be very careful if you commit any crime because they've got you, uh, even though if you can plea and reduce the sentence and that kind of thing, but be very careful. Uh, I'd also be very careful with your state planning in general, and we want you to attend Michael's next workshop to ensure your wishes are carried out when you're alive, whether it's via power of attorney, your wishes, or after you pass away. And that next workshop is on Thursday, August the 3rd, at 10 o'clock. And Michael, where's the workshop and what goes on? Well, we
2: have it at our conference center at our building, the office building that I office, Mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, just north of Medical City Hospital. Medical City Hospital is close to uh, on Forest uh, Lane, mm-hmm. uh, by 75 Central Expressway, south of 635 LBJ, okay, uh, close to that area. Uh, so it's very simple to get to, uh, to go to that free estate planning essentials workshop. I must say that nobody's ever asked at the workshops uh, anything about anything about murder. <laughs> but this, I think it's just a fascinating topic about what, about estate planning and what the laws are of the state, which we'll go over in a little bit in just a second. But anyway, to attend the free estate planning essentials workshop, where we people ask questions, whatever it is that's on their mind, whether it's about wills or trust or whether it's about uh, public benefits like veterans benefits or Medicaid benefits. We never know what people are gonna ask. To go to that free two-hour estate planning essentials workshop, we ask, uh, all you have to do is call 214-720-0102 or sign up online at dallaselderlawyer.com. At the workshop, we ask people what you wanna know. We write it down on a board. Uh, you'll see you'll learn from questions of other people. Uh, and also, we'll have a small presentation on basics so that you're going to learn something. You're going to learn something from what you are uh, on your mind that you want to ask. And you're going to learn from others to go to that free estate planning essentials workshop again, uh, where you also get a free KWM coffee mug. Yes, mode. you do. Uh, then you, And that's why I think what really people go for. Uh, it's not the two hours of free legal education. So are you
1: saying that people come to the workshop just to get the mug and leave? They don't even stay for the workshop? Is this what you're implying? They clamor for this. <laughs> right. They clamor for that perk. Now, I need you to answer my question. Do they just come for the mug? Well, uh, there may have been somebody at
2: one time. Uh, we have a uh, kleptomaniac that goes <laughs> okay. for KWM coffee mugs. Okay. I, maybe Maybe there's somebody All on right. the loose. I'm going to look
1: on eBay and you see know, if they're being sold uh, or something. Uh,
2: Corey Richens may have been looking for one, but uh, she she, she says she wants to get it so she can go against those bars. She gets that coffee mug and rubs it against the
1: bars. was Corey
2: Richens. (laughs) (laughs) So so anyway, to go, if if you want to be like Corey Richens. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: a terrible example. (laughs) Not a good role model for anybody right right now.
2: People do anything for these coffee books. So anyway, Mm -hmm. don't (laughs) tell her what she's planning to get one. Uh, So all you have to do is call 214. Four seven two zero one zero two, or sign up online at dallaselderlawyer.com uh, as a uh, uh, and also you get a free 1-hour vision meeting so basically mm-hmm. you get 3 free hours of legal education without any cost of education mm-hmm. uh, to just to kind of a, a kind of tell you what happens by the way we've told the story but most states have what's called Slayer statues, mm-hmm. uh, and Utah does too, where you can if you are a murderer or a murder suspect, you cannot uh, profit from the victim's likeness. Oh, by the way, so she wrote a book. I had his picture. Hmm. photo the, um, wow. so so you can't do that. Okay. Uh, and they actually have had the money held in a constructive trust. Any kind of profits from hmm. the book? Whatever. Uh, are held in a trust. Mm-hmm. Texas has a similar law. They have a Slayer statute, and it's really it says and all. It, it, basically, it's in the Texas Insurance Code, mm-hmm. um, so that a person, a beneficiary of a life insurance policy or contract, forfeits the beneficiary's interest in the policy or contract if the pe- benefit, if the beneficiary is the principal, the one who's going to get it, or if they are an accomplice. And, and willfully bringing about the death of the insured. So if you uh, you can't, in their insurance code, you're not going to be, she had a life insurance policy. Of course, she had it forged, uh, Corey. But she could not, if we were in Texas, she could not have uh, been a, uh, she's just, she hadn't been convicted of murder but she still wouldn't profit under Texas law. That's good. And and, and actually, the insurance company says the estates code, which deals with estates, um, says go by whatever the – although the law is a little bit different. It mentions conviction there. uh, It says go by the insurance code. So probate courts are courts of what's called equity. So they look and see what's equitable. And if they – so think of it like um, uh, you could have a civil judgment and not have a conviction – uh, under Texas law, so think of like O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, he not only murdered his wife Nicole, but the Gold Ron Goldman was a, another victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for the Goldman family sued O.J.'s estate, which he didn't. Uh, you know, he didn't get convicted. He, mm-hmm. if you have, if you have a glove, it doesn't fit. You must acquit. Right. But he got a civil. Uh, you know, as preponderance of an evidence yeah. evidence in a civil suit, mm-hmm. uh, the preponderance of the evidence said that uh, he OJ was uh, most likely. Uh, well, that they they thought that okay. by the preponderance of the evidence that he did it. Okay, and so the Goldman family sued the Simps- Simpson and collected. Uh, even though he wasn't convicted of That's murder. True. So Texas has a similar type of thing as to what California has, mm-hmm. that that is if you have a civil judgment, mm-hmm.
1: even if there's not a conviction, mm-hmm. uh, that there could be a, a collection of funds. And with the criminal charges... It has to be unanimous, and with a civil, it can just be majority.
2: Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I guess it varies probably by state. So I'm not going to speak as to every state as to what their okay. laws are. Uh, but basically, on a uh, in the United States, mm-hmm. uh, a, a criminal act, you have to be by uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. That's okay. why. That's why I always joke about on the, um, you know, how I talk about. Um, in Medicaid, switching gears completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Medicaid, uh, that if you make a transfer, if you make a gift within five years, uh, you are presumed guilty. Right. Whereas if you had convicted somebody of murder, you have to show uh, beyond a reasonable doubt, mm-hmm. whereas there's a presumption of evidence. Uh, is is uh, on on the uh, just making a gift. It's presuming right. that you made a gift to get eligible for Medicaid. Right. So the person who murders uh, is uh, presumed innocent. Mm-hmm. The person who makes a gift to a charity or to a, a family or loved one within five years, then the presumption is guilt. Right. So the one who gives the charity is presumed guilty. So I say seniors have less rights than terrorists. Yes, you've always had that. Yeah, so it? so and, and it's just by that burden of proof, mm-hmm. it's different. So uh, so most states do have Slayer statutes. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, even though we might not have the exact uh, – it's usually by case law or equity. So you go to an equitable court, you cannot benefit from your bad acts. Mm-hmm. You should not benefit from your bad acts. So I'm not saying that Corey Richens uh, necessarily did bad acts, mm-hmm. but she did all this stuff. Well, we say think, we'll see oh, what the courts say. Yeah. The courts have held her in jail right. because of all this incriminating, substantial mm-hmm. right. incriminating evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she may not be able. To get away with murder.
1: I understand. Well said. Thank you for that. Thank you, Dallas Elder Lawyer Michael Cohen. We appreciate the time. Sign up for his next workshop so you can have your questions answered. And go to DallasElderLawyer.com for that or dial 214-720-0102. Michael Cohen, thank you very much, sir. Thank you,
2: Doc. The record's-